Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at robertsrobinson.com. There's probably a few Chiefs fans and Bills fans that are not perfectly thrilled with the matchup of the division round playoff game Sunday evening in Buffalo, Orchard Park, New York, when the Chiefs take on the Bills because we know how hard it is to beat this team. The fan bases and the teams know this about each other. They played six times in the last four-plus years, and it's three and three is the record. Chiefs have won the games that mattered most, the playoff games. Everybody knows that, and everybody knows Pat Mahomes has had more success in the postseason than Josh Allen. He has better wins in the postseason than Josh Allen. He's faced better quarterbacks and defeated them than Josh Allen. But the rest of the country, this is the game everybody wants to see. It's going to be a massive, massive rating for CBS. We've talked about that all week long. This is the game everybody wants. It's the marquee quarterbacks. It is just a, a gargantuan matchup of two epic quarterbacks. So if we take the quarterbacks out of the equation, and you can't really do that, but let's just assume they both play well. I saw a question this week that I thought was really interesting. It was somebody on X posted one of those little polls that you can do to get clicks. And it said, it asked the question, if you could pick any Chiefs player this week to have their best game of the season, who would it be? Now, we're exempting Patrick Mahomes because if Patrick Mahomes plays his best game of the season for the Chiefs, there's no question they're going to win. If he plays his best game, the Chiefs are scoring 45 points. This thing's over. His best game would be what? 385 yards passing, four touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, maybe 30 yards rushing or more. Uh, his best game wins, so that's out. So I don't know if it said take the quarterbacks out or not, but I don't even think it's a fair question with the quarterbacks in. So if we take Patrick Mahomes out of this or Josh Allen, if you're asking the Bills question, think to yourself, what one Chiefs player would you like to have in this game Sunday play their absolute best game of the year? And the first one that popped into my head was Rasheed Rice because he's had some really nice games. But his best game this year on Sunday would be what? 150 yards, eight or nine catches, two touchdowns, no drops, no penalties. How you beat the Chiefs if Rasheed Rice does that? If he goes nine catches for a buck 50 and two touchdowns, how do you beat the Chiefs? That'd be pretty solid. Then I kept thinking about this. And I thought, well, what about Chris Jones? And I thought, no, probably not Chris Jones. But on the defensive side of the ball, who would it be? And the first one that came to mind to me was George Karloftis because he had a big game where he had two and a half sacks already. So that means he'd have three plus sacks in this game. And we would assume if he has his best game of the year, we're talking about a fumble here or a forced turnover that the Chiefs would recover that becomes very big in the game. That in and of itself doesn't win the game for you, I understand. An offensive statistic player who has his best game of the year might. Travis Kelsey having his best game of the year might be something we'd want to consider and say, that's the one player. But if we're looking on the defensive side of the ball, who is it? And I think it would be George Karloftis. If not Karloftis, for me, it would be Trent McDuffie, not Legereus Sneed. Although his best game of the year would be ridiculous. We know that Diggs gets locked down and doesn't have a big day and all those things. But if McDuffie has his best game of the year, we're probably talking about two takeaways by McDuffie or either in, in one game he forced a fumble this year and had an interception so he's responsible for two takeaways by the Chiefs so that means we're probably talking three takeaways forced by Trent McDuffie in one game I'll tell you right now if Trent McDuffie is involved in three takeaways by the Chiefs defense they are not losing this game so it's either Karloftis or McDuffie and that is based on 
not just doing your job, because you can do your job as Trent McDuffie or George Karloftis and have a really good day and not win the game. But a defensive player who has their best game of the year that has already forced turnovers or had multiple sacks and takeaways in the regular season does even better than that. Now you're talking about something. Now you're talking about one defensive player that can flat out win the game for you. And I think that would be Karloftis or McDuffie. I thought it was an interesting question. Not Mahomes, but if you could pick one player to have their best game of the season, who would it be? And that's kind of where I am. I, immediately, Rasheed Rice came to my mind, and that could be wrong. The, the correct answer could be Travis Kelsey on offense, but on defense for me, it's Karloftis and McDuffie tied for first because they have been guys that have forced turnovers, and that's a really big deal. All right, so this podcast is special. I mean, it's going to be fun. Spencer was home this week. Went to the game last week, came home with his uh, newlywed bride, Courtney. And they had for, I mean, I think they had a nice enough stay for as crappy as it was here. I can't imagine coming from Phoenix and hanging out for five days in zero degree weather. But we made the most of it. Did some things, spent some time together, got to know her a little better, all those things. They didn't do very well. Spencer's not feeling well now. He kind of got sick from all this. Courtney didn't feel well after the game. The cold was different for them, living in Phoenix. It was just different. And Spencer's been there seven years and Courtney's been there her whole life. But I got a chance to sit down yesterday with Spence before they left and went back home to talk a little sports and have some fun. This is going to be a fun podcast, not just personally for me, but Spence is good on football. We're going to talk about all four of these playoff games this weekend. And then if you've never traveled to Arizona or if you're planning on ever going to spring training to see the Royals or you like to go on a golf vacation or you like to go hiking or you plan on going to the Grand Canyon sometime or something like that and you're ever in Phoenix, Spencer's going to have for you three top three lists. He's going to give you the top three recommendations for golf, the top three recommendations for sports bars, for food and watching sports, and then the top three recommendations of other things to do when you visit Phoenix. We'll do that after we talk a little football. This is going to be fun. We are brought to you by bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road, proud sponsor of KKHI. This weekend's a great time to go get a new TV for all these big games that are taking place, including the Samsung TU 7085-inch at just $899. MSRP is $1,300. If you want to step above, the Q60B is $999. It's just a better TV, but that's ridiculous. That's a great price on a big, giant 85-inch television for all the big, important football games. Lenovo ThinkPad L14s, just $399 while supplies last. They're brand new, factory-sealed from Lenovo. These are great ThinkPad laptops. And Vizios are the in-store promo, 20 to 25% off all Vizios. And they've got more appliances in stock now at bstock.net, 14680 South Laming Road. Window World, simply the best for less, wins customer satisfaction awards every single year because they have American-made products with lifetime warranties and they have low prices. Their representatives and their installers are top-notch leading the industry. That's why so many people are happy with their experience with Window World. Online at windowskansascity.com. If you've seen condensation, you've seen water coming in. If you have icicles inside your house because the draft through the window is so bad, call Window World now, 816-799-0820 and say, I got to have somebody take a look at these windows. These are not working and we learned it because of the cold. 816-799-0820 online at windowskansascity.com for Window World, simply the best or less. And Tim Cross and his family at Cross Kitchens KC, Kansas City's Remodeler, whether it's a small project like new countertops or refinishing the cabinets in your kitchen, or you want to go all out, throw out a wall, create an island, make a huge, beautiful open space, 
They can do that too. CrossKitchensKC.com is a local family-owned business that does every project right because the owner is at every job site and personally takes pride in happy customers. Contact CrossKitchensKC.com right now by calling 816-898-7047 and set up an appointment to talk with Tim about what's possible at your home. All right, this is going to be fun. Spencer is up on KKHI. Let's do this right now. The KKHI Conversation is brought to you by Fry Orthodontics, where your smile is just the start. Online at fryorthodontics.com. Well, we've got a very special episode of Kevin Keatsman Has Issues as Spence Man was home from the desert this past week and went to Arrowhead Stadium with his newlywed bride, Courtney, and they froze their nuggets off and fingers and extremities and anything else. And then basically sat around the house all week because it was too cold to do anything. He joins us now. Many of you know him from the Weekend Edition and all the other podcasts he's done here at KKHI. Welcome, Spence, man. How are you, buddy? I am excellent. And yeah, that, that was put perfectly there. <laughs> the How bad was it? entire weekend. How bad was it? It was pretty bad. I uh, don't think I've ever been that cold in my life. Um, there was a guy sitting next to me. I told you this. We were just looking down at the field, and he says, I've been coming to Arrowhead for 30 years. And I've never seen the field literally frozen, like where you can actually see the frost on top of the grass. And uh, yeah, I believe him. That was that was something else. Um, bought a beer, didn't get to drink much of it because it froze. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. But that's kind of what you do. What the dude say when you told him you were from Phoenix? Uh, he said, "Are you?" serious right now <laughs> yeah, he, he said word, that he used he? something else yeah. yes but that's pretty much what he said and i was like look we booked this thing two weeks before no, no. had no idea it was going to be that well, bad well you did because we talked about it well like a week before what could happen right wait for the forecast yeah take a look uh john hutchins an amazing garage floor has been so good and we saw him a couple of times this weekend in addition to the game, but he had a, a bus that was heated, obviously, and you guys spent some time on there with him. Mm-hmm. He kind of saved your bacon. <laughs> I mean, that's a heck of a dude. I uh, I owe a lot to him for, yeah. <laughs> for that yeah, night. Yeah, right. And uh, I repaid it. I bought him a drink. But, you know, that doesn't make up for how helpful that was just to have a place of refuge. Mm-hmm. And I I know a lot of you listening maybe were at the game that didn't have a converted school bus to go into with heat and uh, you know, a TV and sound system and all that, which was really cool. But that was really a game changer <laughs> for us. And uh, yeah, I can't. He's such a good dude. I, I hadn't met him in a long time. I don't think I don't think I'd been around him in a while. So yep. it was good to see him. And he had some of uh, his friends. It's kind of a community what he does. He parks in a spot where there's probably four or five other buses like his. And He's become friends with all of them. They all just know each other. Based out of Arrowhead Stadium. They don't really know each other outside of the Chiefs right. or Chiefs games, but they know each other on Sundays in the fall. That's a cool part about yeah. football. What did you see out of the Chiefs Saturday night that either surprised you or you hadn't seen this year? I, I think the fact that they only let Tyreek get loose for one play was really the deciding factor in the game. You know, they jammed him at the line a couple of times. Step Spagnola, I think he the game plan was simple. Look, we're not going to let that guy beat us for a lot of different reasons. If we can contain him, he got loose for one play, and that was kind of a fluky, underthrown ball anyways that probably should have been picked off, but it just kind of fell in the right spot, and he scored a touchdown on it. But, I, again, the takeaway is, look, if this defense can play this good, now I know going to Buffalo is going to be a little bit different. I think that offense is a little bit more fine-tuned for the playoffs than Miami's is, but 
I think you said it perfectly. If the Chiefs play that good a defense, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. If they don't turn it over, they're going to beat Buffalo. Right. I, look, this is a much harder assignment. Everybody knows that. The thing that concerns me most about the Bills in this game, and we saw it twice with Josh Allen against the Steelers on Monday, he will run the ball, okay? The touchdown that he scored, the long touchdown, I don't know if people caught this or not. He made about eight or nine yard gain, and he acted like he was going to slide. Mm-hmm. And two linebackers stopped. And then he ran right between him and got to the end zone and scored. He's been doing that all year. That should be a penalty. Well, he's been doing it his whole career, and they will not crack down on him. Another time on a scoring drive, he kept the drive going by getting a, he slid on a running play, a designed quarterback draw. He's the runner. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't care if you are the quarterback. To me, the rule should be if this is a pass play and you're scrambling, you protect the quarterback. If you are designing a run play with the quarterback and he goes and he slides and he gets hit and they threw 15 more yards on it and gave him the first down, he was short of the marker. That was two giant plays in that game where he either slid or fake sliding, and he's really good at it, and nobody will call it. I've got to think the Chiefs were spending time this week with the NFL saying, look, we're watching what he does. It's not fair to the defense. You've put rules in the book that advantage the quarterback, but we have to know what we can and cannot do. I just don't think as a runner you should be able to slide. I think as a quarterback you should be able to. I don't think you should as, as, a, as a quarterback draw, and I think a fake of a slide should be a 15 yard penalty from the spot where you do it. That's going to be hard to enforce. It would be very easy. Replay would have done it. Everybody agrees. Nobody would have watched either of those plays and disagreed that that one was a running play mm-hmm. and that the other one, he faked a slide to well, score a touchdown. What you've got is a six foot five, 240 he's pound quarterback. Who's bigger than half the dudes trying to tackle. They don't him. want to hit him. And he's all of a sudden doing these fakes where he goes down after about eight or nine yards and then pops back up. The defender's already given up. So he's going to run right past him. You're, you're right. That that shouldn't be allowed, especially for a quarterback like him, whose game involves running the football. Like, you know, there's guys like that. Lamar Jackson's one of them. He's not taking hits. He doesn't take hits at all. Josh Allen will take a hit, but he'll also use the system yep. to his advantage. And it's, I, it is a little unfair. I hate to use the word unfair when it comes to football, but that's one of those things where... They might want to take a deeper look at So the Chiefs didn't have many penalties last week, and, no. and they're playing cleaner football, not turning it over or whatever, so we like that. I'm sorry. I think if you're Spagnuolo and Andy Reid, you're telling your defensive guys, hit Josh Allen, hit him hard. Knock him down. Just if we, hit if him as hard as you penalty. can. If we get a penalty, we get a penalty. Right. Exactly. Just you got to be aggressive and go get him. Do not, under any circumstances, let him fake you into thinking he's sliding. Hit the man. Now, you don't want to let that happen in the fourth quarter of a close game because that penalty could be the deciding I, I, factor of the game. You can't let him fake you. Right. You can't. But how many times have we seen the Chiefs pick up a stupid defensive holding call in the fourth uh, quarter that cost them the game this year? You uh, can't have penalties uh, like that I, in the fourth quarter. I am in advance excusing any defender that hits Josh Allen where he fakes that he's sliding and then doesn't. Go hit the man. Because yeah. that literally was a touchdown because he did that. They just quit. The Steelers just quit on the play, mm-hmm. and then there he went. Yeah. And it's too late. Once you've stopped and he's keeping going, it's over. He's fast enough. He's going to outrun you. And, yeah, no, they got to put a stop to that. But, I mean, it goes – the Chiefs probably going to have to put some sort of spy on him. They've done it before. And, look, the Bills have had success against Kansas City. I mean, they've won almost – I think almost every regular season game they've played with Josh Allen but lost in the playoffs. So, the history shows us the Chiefs win this game, right? Just, I, I said earlier in the week, well, Mahomes is 2-0 in the playoffs against Allen. They're 3-3 three and three head-to-head overall, but a lot of those in the regular season – I said earlier this week, the winner of this game, I believe, is going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about the Ravens or Houston. I think the winner of this game is it. I think they're the better team, better quarterbacks, uh, better everything across the board. I'm worried about all three of them. Okay. <laughs> it, it, do tell. Well, I, I think Houston is hot at the right time. 
You know, they lost some games earlier this year. They didn't really know what they were yet, but they're they're well coached. That's kind of my thing. I think they got a 50-50 shot of beating Baltimore. Right. I think this game is a to me is almost a coin toss. So if they win, they got to go to Buffalo or Kansas City. Right. They would have to go on the road right. again. So, I think they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl if they have to do that. Yeah, I, I think I don't the know. Chiefs and Bills are both better than the Ravens. Okay. I Lamar Jackson's got seven years in the league. One playoff win. One playoff win. Why why do we think he's going to go win three games this year? I don't know. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks that are left besides him and CJ Stroud, all these quarterbacks and Jordan Love, I guess, hasn't won a playoff game, but everyone else has. You know, there's something to it. And the the Baker Mayfield thing was a little surprising how they dominated Philly because you and I went back and forth on that game. Who do we take? Blah, blah, blah. But Tampa's for real. <laughs> the way they played in their first playoff game, that's a team you don't want to mess with. But well, that was their it, best game it, of the it's year. The, it's the quarterbacks. It's all the on quarterbacks the quarterbacks. The first weekend were great. Right. The quarterbacks that were great won. I'll ask the question again. Why does anybody think Lamar Jackson is suddenly going to be great in the postseason? It's never happened. I think it's just because of the amount of games they won in the regular season. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The fact that they're the one seed, the fact that Baltimore has a, a really good running game and a good defense, I think you add all that in, maybe they're finally thinking Lamar can do it. But I'll tell you this, if he doesn't do it this year, he ain't, he ain't no, I doing think it. you're right. I think, I think that's not exactly happening. right. Yeah. All right. So do you like the Chiefs or the Bills? I, I'm going by history. I'm taking Kansas City. I will too. Just by history. I, I'll, but I, I don't know why. I'm just I'm convinced they'll play a clean game. And if I they think, do, I think they win. I think Buffalo makes a couple of mistakes in this game, even though they're at home and the weather's probably going to be pretty cold and similar to what it was in Buffalo this past week. I just think that Buffalo, to me, is a team that is primed to make more mistakes in the playoffs. All right, we'll talk about these other playoff games. Uh, brought to you by Cross Kitchens KC, Kansas City's remodeler online at crosskitchenskc.com. Call Tim Cross at 816-898-7047 for a free consultation in your kitchen, in your family room, in your bathroom. Whatever you'd like to remodel, have him out to take a look. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. Advanced medical imaging, see what's inside. If your doctor orders you to get an MRI or a CT scan, why would you wait a month? to have it done in your hospital chain or your insurance chain, you can go to Advanced Medical Imaging and they'll get you in today or tomorrow. That's right, they'll do it. They take all major insurance. Call Tricia to make your appointment. If you've been ordered to get a CAT scan and you're sitting here waiting another three weeks for it, don't. Do it today. 785-856-0224. Online at medimageks.com. And Back9 Development is Kansas City's custom home builder. TJ Volkanskis is working right now with some friends of ours as they're building a custom home with Back9 Development, and the process is going oh so smoothly, and he takes care of every single detail. It is a little bit like a concierge service. Their, their commitment to the customer is absolute. There is no wavering. They let you know every nickel spent, everything, every step of the way. You're going to love your experience with Back9 Development. If you're thinking about building, why don't you sit down with TJ and talk about it, see if you match up with him. Call TJ Volkanskis at 785-236-0161. Or back9development.com. All right, Spence, it starts with Houston at Baltimore, and we talked a little bit about that game. C.J. Stroud, we could see this happening all year, just getting better and better. The defense was ridiculous against the Browns last week. If that defense is really good, Baltimore is going to have some trouble in this game. I just, I'm looking at like a 23-20 game here, and I don't know who's going to win it. I think this is going to be the closest game of the weekend. Would you disagree with that one? I, I think they're all going to be close, but... I, I think that the only one that has a chance to be a blowout, I think San Francisco would be the one. But this one's not going to be that. I think you're pretty spot on with that score. 
Uh, Houston is playing with house money in a way right now. Like they, they arrived a couple years before they thought they would. And I think it's just based on the quarterback and the fact that they are well coached. They've got a great defense. They've got some playmakers. They've got one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL. That Collins kid is a really good player. I think they go in and win this game. I, I think that somehow Houston gets the ball with maybe a tie game late in the fourth quarter, and they're able to figure out a way to go kick a game-winning field goal at the end of regulation. Yeah, I, probably, I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to have something to do with C.J. Stroud making a play. Yep. Because he he looks like he has an incredible future, and so does that team in the AFC. The last AFC. team with the ball wins that game. There you go. I like that. Green Bay at San Francisco in the nightcap on Saturday. I mean, nobody played a better game this weekend than the Packers. That mm-hmm. was insane. Jordan Love, I think, coming in to that game had 19 touchdowns and one interception in his last eight games or something. And then he just piled on on top of that and made a couple of throws that were the best throws of the weekend that I'm not sure Patrick Mahomes makes. Jordan Love Mm -hmm. is turning into a star. I'm not just going to go ahead and write down that San Francisco has this game won. I think the Packers will be able to score a little bit. Do you? Yeah, uh, but I also think they're going up against probably the best defense they've played all year. San Francisco's for real. You talk about history. um, This is a team that's there every year. They've been doing it the last, you know, four or five years. They've been there. Uh, they've Shanahan. I think, you know, people criticize him for whatever reason. I think he's an excellent football coach. It's all on the quarterback. Can Brock Purdy really be that guy to, to take them and win a game in the playoffs? I don't think he really has. I mean, San Francisco has been good because their defense has been so good. That's why they've won in the past. That's how they got to the Super Bowl, The one they lost against the chiefs. I don't think Garoppolo was anything special that year, although he was pretty good. And I just don't know if Brock Purdy is the guy who's going to just take the team on his shoulders and win a game. I think San Francisco is going to have to do it by their defense. Now, Green Bay's turned the ball over this year. They've done some dumb things. Can that happen in San Francisco? Absolutely. I think that will happen. I think this Packers story is great. I think what they did was excellent in Dallas, just absolutely blowing out a team that was unstoppable all year long, especially at home. Green Bay was like, nah, we got this. We're just going to come kick your butt. And that's what they did. They had a pick six, went up 28 nothing. Like, it, it might take something like that to go into San Francisco and win. They're going to have to get a lead in that game. I love the fact that the Packers are the record holder for most playoff wins at that stadium in Dallas. That's crazy. They're 3-0. and The Cowboys have only won twice. Well, that just goes to show how little playoff games they've played in that stadium, in my opinion. Well, they've lost them. But they've, they've lost, lost three to the Packers, Packers each time. <laughs> they've won two in the history of the stadium, and the Packers have won three there. That's awesome. That's just the greatest stat ever. Just truly is. I'm going to go the other way on you with this Tampa Detroit. I don't see it. Tampa all year long was just kind of a fraud. Mm-hmm. Mayfield had some nice stats, but they they just played bad teams all year and went to the wire and they finished nine and eight. I think that Tampa beatdown was all about Philadelphia. I think there was nothing but a quit job there mm-hmm. by the Eagles and it became very very easy. I'm not taking anything away from Baker Mayfield and the game he played and the and the Bucks and what they did. This is a different deal, man. I like Detroit in a big way here. I I think this is the least close game of the weekend, and I think Detroit runs away with it. Well, I think the Lions win, but it's funny you mentioned that it was more on the Eagles last week. I, I agree. It's just funny to me that what are the two teams that we heard about all year in the NFC East that were absolutely unstoppable? Those two were going to be competing for the Super Bowl. It was Dallas and Philly. They both just fell off the tracks. What did the Eagles lose? Six of their last seven? Something like that. They were 10 and one and lost six of their last seven or whatever. That's just un- unbelievable. You don't see teams fold like that. And that's what happened. But Tampa took advantage of that. Baker Mayfield had himself a pretty good game. 
And I, I like the Baker Mayfield story. I think it's great. I was never a Mayfield hater like everyone was. And he, he was cocky. He was flashy. He liked to show off. That goes back to his college days. You know, he's got kind of a cocky Johnny Manziel type personality. But the difference between those two, Baker wants to win. He wants to keep playing. He was not going to give up. Carolina cut him. He was like, whatever. Let's go find a job. Compete for my starting job in Tampa. The next thing you know, they win a playoff game. I think that's cool. I think the Lions are way better. I think they've got the better quarterback, the better running game, the better defense. <laughs> it's all check, check, check for the Lions. I think they win it. Let's go 27-16. All the above. There you go. Okay, we're going to do something completely different. A lot of our listeners spend some time in Arizona, either on a golf trip or they go hiking or maybe a family vacation. A lot of folks go to spring training and see the Royals there. And Spencer is a Phoenician now and has been there for years and years. And his wife's a lifelong resident mm -hmm. in the Valley of the Sun. I have challenged him. This is a little bit of a guy thing, ladies, so I apologize, okay? I've challenged well, him to no, name. It's, it's not. It's, just wait. It's yeah. a little bit. Top three sports bars, top three golf courses you can play, public, and top three other things to do. And these will be presented by Advantage Termite and Pest Control online at AdvantageTPC.com. We love those guys. Ron Buck and his team at Buck Disposal and Buck Roofing, now online at BuckDisposal.com. And the Finch Knife Company. Keep life from getting dull with a Finch pocket knife which would come in very handy when hiking in the mountains in Arizona. You keep a pocket, you keep a Finch knife on you at all times, all times. I have it on me at work. I use it a lot more than I thought I would just for random stuff, whether it's opening up a box or, you know, the other day I, I had an apple that I brought to work. <laughs> I didn't have a knife. So I used that to cut my apple did, up. Did you see the video? I got Marcus, <laughs> you know, Marcus and Jennifer in yeah. Montana, Jessica's sister and, and husband. He's a professional fly fisherman and he's just a dude's dude. Did you, did you see the video of him? Cutting the the birds on no. on Christmas Day, so With, I said I drew him this year. So I sent him a Fitch pocket knife for the gift. Okay, we have a we have a draw. Yeah, like we only buy one get one right. between like six of us or eight of us. It's the best way to it's do the best Christmas. way to do it. Yeah. So I send it to him. He's got all these birds, these pheasants that he shot the day before. Mm -hmm. He takes that Finch knife out and just starts carving up these birds. I got to show you the video. It is unbelievable what he did. The, they're. They're really good knives, and they're really sharp. you got to be careful it's, using those things. He's like, man, this is my favorite knife. This is awesome. He said, Kevin, you don't even know this, but the last six months I've been telling myself I need a new pocket knife. I need to get a new knife, new knife. And there it was on Christmas Day. He was carving up his birds. That's he is cool. a dude's dude. He is a man's man. There's, there's no doubt about that. He, he's, his fishing trips, I want to go on one. He sleeps in the back of his truck. Let's go. He's got a little topper on his pickup. We, we get out of Phoenix when it's 113 and go on up there in July where it's 88 degrees. And That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Would be real nice. Which which category you want to start with here, Spence? Let's do the sports bars. Top three sports bars, according to Spencer Keatsman. If you're visiting Phoenix anytime soon for spring training, golf, or other top three places to go to a sports bar and watch a game. Now, most of this I'm keeping uh, pretty local to the west side of the valley where the Royals are. Because you don't I, have to. I don't have to, but I feel like a lot of people going in town for Royal Spring Training, they're staying in that part of town. Okay, so, all right. Uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers, there's one just about in every nook and corner in the whole city. So it's a great sports bar. It is it's great. It's something that started in San Diego. They've expanded to Arizona and now Texas. They're in the Dallas area now. Um, and it's one of my favorite places to go. They have... I think it's 23 different cheeseburgers yeah. to choose from. And it's anything and everything. My wife loves the peanut butter and jelly one. Oh my God. I think it's awful, wow. but that, that's the one I just don't like. I don't like peanut butter. And I like jelly. the chili mac and cheese one. That one's really good. Yeah. And then they have the hot and spicy one where they blend the cheese in with the meat and the jalapenos. 
That one's my favorite one. I can't remember what that's called. Great but it's TVs, on awesome patios. Any game is on. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep, that's yep. a good spot cold, to go. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. It won't break the wallet either. It's not. It's not that expensive. Good. Um, and I'll, let's go out to Scottsdale here and go to DraftKings. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so, DraftKings Sportsbook right at the TPC Scottsdale, right? Yes, and that to me is the biggest gray area of bending the law for what you can do with the sports book because <laughs> it has to be connected to or within a certain vicinity a venue of a venue it is that's only a venue for four days a year but it's a venue right so, so they got a lot of gambling it. in arizona they got around it so uh if you're if you're going to the golf tournament in february even i know people like to fly out there and go to the phoenix open that place will be packed for one. You might want to call ahead and see if you can get a table and or bring something. your best credit card because it ain't cheap. No, but DraftKings Sportsbook is the ultimate sports playground for dudes that want to drink some beer, have something to eat, bet on some games. It's so cool. Sit on a patio. I mean, giant. These televisions are they're jumbotrons. It's, yeah, it's insane. It's it's pretty cool. And then uh, another one's kind of the complete opposite. It's a uh, uh, more of a local spot. It's called the Moon Saloon in Peoria. It's out by I think the Mariners and Padres Park. That's right. A lot of ball players hang out there because it's close to one, the Royals facility, and two, the Mariners and Padres. So it's just a, the ball players love it because they're not really going to get recognized yeah. there. It's not a big time scene where they're doing bottle service and all that. It's just a bunch of dudes hanging out in a sports bar and they've got pretty good food. It's called the Moon Saloon. It's a good spot. It's a great spot. Um, you see announcers in there too. There's all kinds of people in that after games, the the park is literally right across the street where it is, where the Mariners are and the Padres, the Royals are about six or seven miles to the West of there. But if you're going to spring training, go to the moon saloon some afternoon or sometime, go to the moon saloon. You never know who you might see. And you'll probably find yourself at that ballpark too, just because yeah. the, the know, Royals play there. The Royals will at play at least there. once or twice a week. They play there. And well, yeah. Cause you got two teams yeah, there. They so. like to play close to each other. Right. All of them. Very right. good. Let's do golf courses. Okay. Golf courses. top three golf courses you can play. So we're excluding things like uh, Mirabelle and Estancia. None of the private clubs. Right. Okay. Whisper Rock. Those are all private. Unless you're listening and you know a member, that's the only way you're getting on there. What is the best course, (laughs) private course? If you, if somebody listening can get on, what is the best course in Phoenix? Is it Whisper Rock? I think it's Estancia. Estancia. It's just so cool. If you can get on Estancia, do it. (laughs) But that's not our list here. These are now. Uh, available for tea times, public courses, three courses you can play while you're in Arizona. If you can get on Estancia, drop everything and go <laughs> no. play it because the chances it's going to happen again are pretty slim. So okay. um, number one, I, let's go with Quintero. Okay. Built by Kansas City. I didn't know that. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. So they Quintero. Ford Truck Center. Oh, really? They built it and then the thing kind of went bankrupt and then I don't know what happened. It wasn't good, but there were a lot of Kansas City investors in that thing. And it is really cool, isn't it? Depending on where you're staying in the valley, it could be a little bit of a drive. It's yeah. out by Lake Pleasant. It's like, I guess you call that part of town like North Surprise or North Peoria. Um, it's a it's a little bit of a hike, but it's worth it. It is an absolutely beautiful golf course. Now, it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> this is These courses I'm mentioning here are not going to be cheap, but that's just the way golf is there, especially in March. You're going to have to pay to play. It's just the way it is. Quintero. So, Yeah, Quintero is awesome. It's, that's that's a really, really right. good golf course. It's challenging. The wind blows up there. It's a lot of fun, though. Cool. Um, let's go with Verado. Oh, I love it, Verado. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that's the two best courses back there. nine in Phoenix. On Victory or Founders? The Founders Club is where okay. you play. Don't play the Victory course. It's right. okay. You play the original, the Founders course. The back nine is the best back nine that I've played in Phoenix. That that was Whit Merrifield's spot mm-hmm. out there. Alex Gordon, too. Those mm-hmm. guys played it all the time. All the time. 
during Why spring they? training because it's right there. It's fantastic. It's, it's a great golf course. Front nine's fun. It's nice. It's okay. There's homes and stuff. You make that turn, you start going up the mountain, and it's mm-hmm. all up in the mountains. And the houses that you will see up there in the mountains are so far off the golf course and so massive. Mm-hmm. They're like $10 million houses. It's crazy. It's in Buckeye, so this is about 15 minutes south of where the Royals training is. That's correct. Verado's great. And then I haven't played this one yet, and it's as far as I know, it's still public. I know that there's going to be some changes there, but there's a new Nicholas Club in Surprise called Sterling Grove. It's been open for, I think, a year and a half, two years now. Yeah, let me, um, let me repeat that for everybody. All the complaining that you've heard all through the years, people saying there's nothing to do in Surprise. This but, town is so big now. And right. It's grown so fast. Jack Nicholas built a golf course in a mm-hmm. master plan community that is spectacular, just south of where the Royals are, and anybody can play it. Shout out to uh, Barry Enright, my buddy, who's a pitching coach for the D-backs, has the course record at Sterling Grove, 63. Really? Wow. First round ever there, shot 63. Wow. This guy can play, don't yeah, well, get me Well, sure, wrong. yeah, 63. <laughs> but had never seen the golf course. The greens weren't mature yet. He said it was kind of swampy when it first opened. It okay. just wasn't mature yet. It's gorgeous Shot 63. Now. No, one's, no one's touched that. It's just out there a few weeks ago. It was fantastic. <laughs> Sterling Grove. There you go. Those are all... Fairly close by if you're going to Royal Spring Training. There's certainly a million other places in Scottsdale that you can play. They're generally more expensive over there. Yes. Than they are in the West Valley. 100%. All right, top three things to do in Phoenix other than that. Okay, so this is where you could, these are going to be family things. You can do all this with your wife, kids, everything. Uh, Do this one day. Hit Sedona, go to Jerome, and Prescott. There's three towns that are north of of Phoenix by about an hour. Is that one thing? You can do it all in that, one day. That's one thing on your list. Yeah. Sedona is 90 minutes or so. That's about right. That's the, the farthest one? Jer- yes. Jerome and Prescott are a little closer. On the way. They're on the way. All up I-17. So what do you do in the towns on the way to Sedona? So Jerome is an old abandoned mining town that sat empty for about 50 years. And the state decided to restore it as a historical site. They opened up shops, restaurants, antiques. If you love like little... Odd like, antiques. Yeah. That is your spot to go. And if you love wine, that's also your spot to go. They do wine tasting in about every everything you can walk into a door there. It's an old western town. They have it's cool. There's a jailhouse that's like barely standing still that's like halfway broken. It looks like someone blew a cannon out of the side I've of it. Never heard of this. It's I've a, never heard of this. The old mine is still there too. It's a big pit. You can see it. It they abandoned it in like the nineteen fifties and then about the turn of the millennium. Wow. They decided to turn this into a historical site. Only about There's only about 400 people actually living in the town. And it's on the way to Sedona. Yeah. And I'd recommend if people are staying a while, just get a room one night in Sedona. Yeah. Go, go up there, do these things on the way, stay the night, then come back. To and Sedona's super cool. Um, and then you can hit Prescott on the way back, it, which used to be the state capital a yeah, long, long, long Prescott. time ago. No, it's Prescott. Yeah, don't say Prescott. Forget the O on there. You no, know, you're this not isn't, from here there. we go. This isn't, here we go. Here we go. This is, this is, you say it's something different, it's but like biscuit, it's Prescott. It's, it's a cool town. They do, uh, it's a big, you know, it's a big Harley guy town. A lot okay. of bikers roll through there. Uh, they have music festivals all the time in the spring. It's art festivals. It's just kind of an artsy fartsy little place and, and it's cool. Sedona speaks for itself. It's one Sed- of the most Sedona beautiful places is, on earth. You can do a lot of things there. I could do a whole podcast on what to do in Sedona. You definitely want to watch a sunset there. Yeah, no doubt about That's it. It's just, it's, it's the most beautiful place in Arizona. And if you don't want to get out of town, you want to stay more local, um, this is kind of a, a difficult hike. So keep that in mind. It's not for everyone. Tom's Thumb in Scottsdale in the McDowell Mountains is one of the best views at the top of it you can find. If now, you're a good hiker. 
it, yes, don't now don't just get off the couch after not doing anything for six months and do this because it'll be probably 85, right. 90 degrees and it's dry. It's it's You're not, not a good hiker. Maybe just go to Camelback for an hour. That's or two a tough one, too. But yeah, but you don't have to go all the way. <laughs> no, no. Any no. of these things, you can just go up and get a view and take some pictures and come back down. No. And if you're not a good hiker and you want to do something cool, um, you could drive to a town called Cottonwood, Arizona, which is sort of up by, uh, I guess, Sedona. It's not quite as far. The Verde River runs through there. My mom and Cameron and I, we did a rafting tour. Really? It was one of the most fun things I've done. Wow. It's literally a four-hour raft tour. You pack your own lunch. cooler than me, isn't she? No. Yeah. This is something you would she do. She took you rafting. So you wouldn't want to do this? No, we'd be golfing. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Not everybody plays golf. I so, know, but come on. But this is, it's super cool. Um, if somebody wants the name of the guide and the phone number to, to book a trip, I just, you know, I send me an email or send dad an email and he can forward it to me. I'll forward it to you. Because it, it's super cool. And the rafting guide. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. You bring your own lunch. You see fish and stuff. You could even bring a fishing pole if you have a license in Arizona to fish. So. That's yeah. awesome. It's that's a, that's a, one of the coolest things I've done there. That's a great list, Spence. Thank you so much. Not bad. That was fun. Thought about it. Have you a know. great weekend. Enjoy the uh, the football games. Okay. It's going to be awesome. Playoff football. There's nothing like it. We'll see you soon, man. I'll be out there. We'll take in some spring training. Maybe I'll bring Grandma out for a spring training game at age ninety. She, she would love that. that. She would. She doesn't like traveling much, but she might like that. It would take two or three months to convince her to do it. Yes. Then she'd be glad she did. Right. And it would be good for me because I'd be home at eight o'clock every night. Well, hundred <laughs> percent on the couch. She'd be asleep, and I'd be on the couch. She'd be she'd be on the couch with her popcorn, and, and she'd her be out in about two minutes later. She'd and be her asleep. apple. Yep, that's good stuff. Congratulations on the wedding, married Thank life, you. treating you well. Yep. Um, all the best to you. It was great having you home this week. Thank you, and thanks for the preview of the football and all the suggestions in Arizona. It was awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank there you is. so much. There he is. We call him Spence Man. My son Spencer. Spencer Keatsman has issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.